Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Wow. I bring greetings in the precious name of Jesus. How are you all? Amen. What a blessing to be here. You may have your seats. Glory to God. I want to say how humbled that I am tonight to have the opportunity to come and fellowship with you and minister and share with you all. I want to thank Pastor Omar and Letty for giving me this opportunity and the leadership of this church for the love that they have shown and the support. And for me being here on a Wednesday night, it is something that I do not take for granted and I give God all the glory. Uh, my name is Joseph Wamutito. I was born and raised in Kenya, East Africa. And while in Kenya, in the jungles of Africa, as they call it, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ when I was 15 years of age. I was born in a family that was not educated, was not churched, was not in friendship. But when I received Christ as my Lord and Savior, that changed the ball game. And so I'm here to witness of the faithfulness of the Lord. God is good. I said God is good. Uh, we have a network of churches that my wife and I were able to, learn, to start in Kenya. And we just uh, celebrated that year's in April, uh, 30 years of ministry, church planting, discipleship. Uh, <clears throat> we currently have a network of about 30 churches. And we are believing God to multiply and double and triple those churches. Because as the Bible says, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. And we consider ourselves very honored and privileged that God could count us faithful to be co-workers with him. We also run a children's home, Africa Hope Center. As a result of the HIV AIDS epidemic, uh, we opened a home for those orphans who had lost both kids, uh, both parents to HIV AIDS in 2005. And we have been doing that, and I believe there is a short clip that I would like us to see, and then I'll share the Word of God, if that clip is ready. We have been going for the last 17, almost 18 years now. And one of the prayers that we have, and we'd like you to pray uh, with us, we are starting a program to reach out to abandoned babies uh, from one day old, and uh, for the last 17 years, we have been taking kids who are school growing, uh, are sc school going from at least ages four because we didn't 
we don't have the capacity and the resources to take care of babies, but we feel because a lot of our kids have graduated, they have gone to high school, they have gone to college, and some have exited the program. We have room and an opportunity now to take in abandoned babies from day one. And that is a, a bold step of faith that we are going to be taking from uh, God willing from January. And so we need your prayers and your support. I want to go straight to the word of God today. And after that long commercial. Amen. Are we ready for the word of God? Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. I am too lady. I've been praying and believing God for this day. And I thank God that finally the day has come. I want to pray, and uh, after this, I can uh, release uh, the keyboard person for her to enjoy my message. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, because it is through him that we have life. It is through him that we have hope. It is through him that we have become kingdom citizens. And we pray that in the name of Jesus, even as I share tonight, that the Holy Spirit of God will minister to every hearer, those that are here in person and those that are watching online. I pray that the Spirit of the living God will minister that which you want to minister to your people and that there will be illumination and insight of the Holy Spirit. I take authority over every resistance and every distraction in the air and I release the ministry of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Uh, in Kenya, we say, Buana Asifiwe. And Buana Asifiwe just means praise the Lord. So if I forget that I am in America and I say, Buana Asifiwe, I, all you need to say is, Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. And in Kenya, you don't preach many sentences without saying, praise the Lord. Because Jesus is the reason for our existence. I want to share with you today from the Word of God. And I want to speak on a message I have entitled, Demonstrating Kingdom Citizenship. Demonstrating Kingdom Citizenship. And I have picked scriptures from the book of Ephesians, chapter number 2, verses 11 to 12. Ephesians, chapter number 2, verses 11 to 12, demonstrating kingdom citizenship. I am going to read from the New King James Version. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. That at that time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope and without God 
in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself, Jesus Christ, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances. So read to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. Thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. May the Lord God bless his word. I guess being in Southern California, most of us are familiar with the term alien, illegal, undocumented. These terms are used to alienate one from the rights of citizens. Because being a citizen of a country comes with privileges. I am a citizen of Kenya. I have been in this country now over 20 years. I go back and forth. But there is no place like home. When I step in Kenya, I feel like I belong. I feel like I have certain rights. I can go to any office. Nobody asks me to repeat my name. Wamo what? <laughs> Nobody asks me, when are you going back home? You'll be surprised even after being in this country for over 20 years. People still ask me, and where are you from? And I want to tell them with an attitude from Aquas, Georgia. And I realize my accent betrays me. And my <laughs> but my accent is not my an accident. Because of Jesus and his work on the cross, you and I have dual citizenship. We are citizens of our countries. But we are also citizens of the kingdom of God. You know, in fact, some of us are trio citizens like me. I am a citizen of Kenya. I am a citizen of the United States of America. 
and I'm a citizen of heaven. Three citizenship by the grace of God. So the Bible says that now you and I, because of Jesus Christ, because of the blood that was shed on the cross, because of the finished work of the cross, no matter your background, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your citizenship in this world, that you are no longer a foreigner, you are no longer a stranger, but you are a citizen. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And so what I want us to talk tonight a little bit is I want us to talk about this kingdom that you and I have become citizens. The term kingdom translated in Greek is, the Greek word is basilea, which means the realm in which a sovereign king rules. So there must be a king. And tonight we know who is the king of the kingdom that you and I belong to. His name is J-E-S-U-S. His name is Jesus Christ. Throughout the New Testament, the word kingdom consistently refers to the rule of Christ in the hearts of the believers. Although for the time being, we live in this world, the Bible says that our kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom of God is a spiritual realm where God reigns in sovereignty. Where Jesus Christ is Lord. It is not a physical location. It is a state of spiritual being. In our texts in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. The Bible says in the New Living Translation. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far off. Far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God is not an observation of religious ordinances and traditions. It is, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. In Romans 4 verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if I can just say, uh, talk a little about righteousness. The kingdom of God is that state of being declared right with God. Because of Jesus Christ, you and I have a right standing with God. The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God considers you as not only as his child, but as one who has never sinned. Because the blood of Jesus covers all our sins. Praise the name of the Lord. The kingdom of God is peace. The world is looking for peace. Spending a lot of money to get peace. But how many know that in the world there is no peace? But Jesus Christ is the prince of peace. 
because of his finished work of the cross, now we have peace with God, we have peace with ourselves, and we have peace one with another. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I do not know of how many of you are experiencing the joy of the Lord. Outside there, there is a lot of frustration. Where I come from, suicide, uh, teenage suicide has gone up. Divorce has gone up. Depression has gone up. People have no joy. There is a lot of anger. There is a lot of bitterness. Because people are looking to the circumstances around them to give them true joy. But you and I know that true joy only comes from the Lord. So this kingdom, when you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, you therefore enjoy righteousness. You enjoy peace. You enjoy joy in the Holy Spirit. In Luke 17, verse 20 to 21, Jesus said, the Bible says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God within you. Once as a Christian and a born again Christian for that matter, you understand that the kingdom of God is within you. You start walking tall. Once you understand that you are part of a bigger kingdom, a richer kingdom, a happier kingdom, that the kingdom of the United States of America that changes your perspective of life. Let me tell you a little story. This black person you see in front of you was born in a very poor family. We were so poor that poor people called us poor. And that was not an exaggeration. I realized that it was not an exaggeration when in the month of December, my wife and I decided to give some Christmas to some families in my village. And I asked my brothers and their wives to coordinate that. And we got like a hundred families that we gave some Christmas gifts and gave some elderly people blankets. And after that event, I talked to one of my brothers. We are seven in number. I am the sixth born. And I said, wow, isn't God great? Because we would be in the lineup of people who would be needing help. Maybe we'll be in the lineup of the hundred people that were being given Christmas. And then he said, no, we will not have even qualified to be in the list of the hundred people. We were that poor. But when I gave my life to Christ at the age of 15, 
I realize that now I have, I have become a citizen of another kingdom. And that kingdom is higher than the kingdom I was born in. And I don't have to be limited. And I don't have to be constrained by whatever was happening in that kingdom I was born in. The Bible says if any person... It doesn't matter whether they are black or white, whether they are from the United States or Mexico or Guatemala or the Philippines or Kenya, Africa. If any person is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And although I came from a very poor family background, my dad had died when I was nine years of age. My mother, who was to raise seven of us, had never been to school, could not get any formal employment, and consequently, none of my brothers and sisters went beyond elementary school. Not because they couldn't. But because my mom could not afford it and high school was not free like in the United States of America. And in Africa, when you can get basic education, it is like your opportunities are shut. But here, uh, this young man, I was younger than I am now, this young man gave his life to Christ. And I entered and I became a citizen of the kingdom of God. And I believed from that moment, I have access to the kingdom of God. I have access to the blessings. I have access to the benefits. I don't have to be constrained by my history. And by the grace of God, I believed that I will change the course of my family background. In a family where nobody went beyond elementary school. I have gone up to PhD level. I am a... I, I finished my PhD at Fuller Theological Seminary. Right now, I am a college professor. I changed the dynamics, but it began by a changed mindset. I realized now I belong to another kingdom, the kingdom of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So where is this kingdom? This kingdom is not there. This kingdom is not here. The Bible says that the kingdom is within you. Hallelujah. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to make any lines. You know, uh, this time around, I, I went to Tijuana, Mexico. Um, and and, and uh, it was interesting because when I went, there was no line. I just walked, went. When coming back, I could not believe the line. And, and that's okay because this time I, I, I am a citizen. I have the United States passport. I have been held there once when I didn't have a passport. That's a story of another day. <laughs> but you see, when you become a child of God and you realize that the kingdom is within you, 
you realize whatever you need to do what God has called you to do. To be the person that God has called you to be. To accomplish what God has called you to do. It is not outside there. It is within you. Because of the finished work of the cross. And because you are born again Christian. Now you have access to the kingdom of God. And its benefits. You don't have to move from one church to another. Looking after preachers and prophets. It is okay if there are prophets and preachers in town that God is using. But you realize the kingdom is within you. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, we know that he taught his disciples to pray. Your kingdom come. And sometimes we pray that prayer. Your kingdom come. We want his rule. We want his reign. We want his dominion. But this kingdom involves some spiritual warfare. And that's why sometimes because they are counter forces of darkness. They are forces of darkness that are countering whatever God is doing in the world. What God is doing here is phenomenal. I am so thrilled, so blessed to be in a Wednesday night. I have been to conferences and they have not had this kind of meeting, uh, this kind of attendance. What God is doing here is great. It is fantastic. The kingdom of God. So Jesus said, pray your kingdom come. But the Bible also says that from the day of John the Baptist in Matthew 11 verse 12, the kingdom suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. I believe the reason why we are here Enjoying such sweet spirit. Enjoying such worship. Enjoying such love. It is because there are some people who God called. God gave them a vision. And they committed themselves to press through. They committed themselves to fight for families. They committed themselves to fight for the youth, for teenagers. They committed themselves to fight for the city, for what God is doing. They didn't just sit and expect things to happen. The kingdom suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. You and I, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot just be an observer. God is calling you to be a kingdom citizen who knows that you have the power in the name of Jesus to pull down strongholds, to destroy principalities. Let me quickly talk about some characteristics of kingdom citizenship. The first characteristic of kingdom citizenship is that kingdom citizens are born again and have repented of their sins 
and former lives. The entrance to the kingdom of God, the entrance to kingdom citizenship is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. The first step to becoming a citizen of the kingdom of God is to repent of your sins and place your faith in Jesus Christ. I believe most of us are here because we have repented. And repentance means, means turning around. You were walking in a certain direction. And then you had 180 degrees turn. And you started facing the other direction. You were once going to hell. Now you are going to heaven. You were once lost without God. But now you are a child of God. When you accept Christ Jesus... As your Lord and Savior, when you repent your sins, you enter in the kingdom of God. In our text that we just read from the book of Ephesians, the Bible tells us the difference between then and now. The Bible tells us we were aliens from the commonwealth. We were strangers from the covenants of promise. We had no hope. But now, everybody say, but now. But now. We have been brought near. We have peace with God. We are reconciled to God. We are no longer strangers. We are fellow citizens with all the saints. Did you hear that? With all the saints. And we have access. Everybody say access. We have access to all the benefits of the kingdom of God. Kingdom citizens are not only born again, but are transformed in their way of thinking. It is one thing to come to the kingdom and another thing to be thinking like a kingdom citizen. Now it is said that it took, 40, it, it took one day for the Israelites to get out of Egypt, but it took 40 years for Egypt to get out of them. Romans 12 verse 1 to 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As kingdom citizens, our perspectives of life, our perspective of the world, must be different. We don't sing the same song everyone is singing. There is a lot of negativity in the world today. There is a lot of hopelessness in the world today. Everybody is blaming somebody. Husbands are blaming wives. Wives are blaming husbands. Children are blaming 
parents, parents are blaming children, Republicans are blaming Democrats, Democrats are blaming Republicans, nobody is blaming their dependents. If we are going to be effective citizens of the kingdom of God, we have to allow our minds to be transformed. We have to be renewed by the word of God. We have to say what God says. We have to believe what God says. We have to think the way the word of God says. We are called to be different. We are called to be opinion leaders. We are called to be world shakers. We are not to follow every person. We are not to follow the media, the social media, the internet. We are to follow the word of God. We have to be renewed. Second Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 6 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we walk in the flesh, right? Everybody here, I presume, has flesh. Hello? The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we live in paramount. Bell flower, whatever center you live in. We go to the same grocery stores, right? Take our kids to the same schools. But the Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought mm, into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The greatest battle that we must win is the battle of our minds. People have. Uh, I do not even know what the word to use. Because I wanted to use the word screwed. And I don't know whether that's a good word to use in pulpit. <laughs> but okay. I, I'm not going to use the word screwed. People. People. <laughs> people's minds out there. They are twisted. They're twisted. And the enemy knows that if you can get your mind, he has gotten you. If he can get you being born again in church, but still thinking like the world. Having the perspective of the world. Arguing like the world. He got you. So the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind so kingdom citizens have transformed mindset question is your mind transformed 
Are you informed by the word of God? Are you tuned to the spirit of God? How are you overcoming the battle? Because when you are in church, the devil may try to stay away. But the moment you get out, he throws all those fiery darts to make you feel you don't qualify. You are not good enough. God is not faithful. Nothing good will come out of you. But the Bible says we do not war against the flesh, but we have mighty weapons through God. Hallelujah. We have mighty weapons through God. You and I tonight have mighty weapons through God. I do not know what battles you are fighting. Maybe you are fighting feelings of depression, anxiety. Maybe you are feeling lonely. You are feeling like nobody cares. The Bible tells us our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Every assault of the enemy, every attack of the enemy, you have the power. Remember, the kingdom is within you. The power is within you. The victory is within you. It is not outside. It is not out there. It is not in Georgia. Hallelujah. It is within you. The kingdom of God, kingdom citizens also have kingdom priorities. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God has to be first. Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. The Bible says, therefore, do not worry, saying, for do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But, everybody say but. Whatever translation is there doesn't say but. Mine says but. I like mine better. (laughs) Mine says but seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things. Shall be added to you. It is a worldly free lifestyle. Where the kingdom is a priority. You know when I gave my life to Christ. I said I gave my life to Christ when I was 15. And I, ha- I had one auntie who loved me very much. And she said Joseph. Now that you have gotten saved. As a 15 year old boy. Will you ever get married? And my auntie was very concerned because I was, I, I was sold out in God. I, I, was, I was in the kingdom business. I wanted all that God had for me. And my aunt thought, this young boy, if he continues like this, is going to be a wreck. And I told her, I told her innocently, I told her, auntie, I believe that my wife will come from heaven. And lo and behold, when the time came, my wife came from heaven. We've been married 33 years now. We are blessed with 
We are blessed with four kids. Our firstborn is 32. Our secondborn is 27, almost turning 28. Our thirdborn is 26, and our lastborn is 17. Kingdom priorities. When you put God first, there is no loss. I'm about to finish. I have negative one minute remaining. <laughs> this kingdom, as I finish, is worth fighting and living for. Jesus said that this kingdom is like a hidden treasure and a precious power. In Matthew 13, 44 to 46, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. That is how precious this kingdom is. It has to be a priority. Jesus has to be our number one. The kingdom of God has to be our number one. Now God knows we need to go to school. God knows we need careers. God knows we need, you know, families. God knows we need good health. The Bible says when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all the other things are secondary and will be ended. <laughs> Let me finish with this. For us, to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom of God. We have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. All these things I'm talking about. I know they sound sweet. But for you to live that life. You must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live godly lives in this sinful world. In 2 Timothy 3.5, the Bible says in New King James Fashion, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such turn away. And I was thinking about when Paul tells Timothy to turn away from people who have a form of religion, a form of godliness but denies the power they are in. When he tells them to turn away, where do you turn away to? Because they are everywhere. They're in church, they're at home, they're in our places of work, they're in our schools and colleges. These people who, they say, I am spiritual. They're spiritual. You know, and they can justify any act and everything. But there is no power that transforms there is no power that changes lifestyles. There is no power that changes perspectives. The Bible says from such turn away. Because this gospel that you and I have received. Paul said about this gospel. He said I am not ashamed of this gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jews first and also for the Greek. 
For in this gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. It is this power that makes us not only victorious Christian lives, but it is this power that makes us join God in his mission of reconciling the world. In Acts 1, verse 6 to 8, Jesus speaking to the disciples, he told them, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his authority, but you, say that's me, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Tonight I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will fall upon us afresh to enable us to live as kingdom citizens. To enable us to live Christian lives in this present world. And to be witnesses wherever we are. Whether it is in the marketplace. Whether it is in our businesses. Whether it is in the sports world. Whether it is in the business world. Whether it is in our marriages. We can demonstrate kingdom citizenship by the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will send you another helper and it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can live and enjoy and become effective kingdom citizens thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount to stay connected with us follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount to give and support this podcast and ministry visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give